Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hi, Bill Kasky here. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you're excited about making real change. Well, I am too. In fact, that's why I began this podcast three years ago. I found that change happens only when you take action. Maybe you're like a lot of my listeners who have questions like, what steps can I take to grow my business? How can I have a better business life? How can I avoid the commodity jungle? And how can I grow my income? But maybe you're feeling stuck, not sure exactly where to begin the journey. I totally understand that. That's why I created the 2X Group, to relaunch your success. Whether it's how to generate leads, how to reconfigure your limiting beliefs, or how to close more sales, the 2X Group might be your ticket to growth. And today, I'm offering a 30-minute phone call with me so I can learn about your goals and determine whether the 2X group is perfect for you. No cost, no obligation. So if you're ready to take action, go to the2xgroup.com to get on my calendar so you can begin the journey of 2Xing your business. Now, on with the show. Hey, welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about change. Not your change, although you probably could make connections between what I'm going to talk about today, which is customer change. In other words, how do we get customers to change? How do we bring value so that your prospects, in this case, want to move from their current reality or their current vendor to you? And I'm going to give you four principles of many that I have, but I've selected four here because they keep coming up today, especially in light of the disruptions that we're in and in probably the next year or two of of disruptions and just kind of getting back to a state of normalcy. And I thought these four would be interesting to you. So here we go. You are a change agent as a sales professional today or as a business owner, CEO, VP of sales, you are in the business of change. You want people to change. You want them to accomplish their goals. And again, I'm talking about customers here. You want them to get out of pain. You want them to move. You want them to change vendors, whatever. And so it makes sense for you to understand how change works. And in the old realm of change, we used to say that people changed when they were either in pain or they were seeking a pleasure, a desirable outcome that was distant from them. So pain or pleasure is kind of the old Freud uh, way to look at things in sales. And I still believe that, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper on this. So here's number one. Their current circumstance is untenable. When someone's current circumstance is untenable, unlive withable, as I like to say, which I've never said before. Uh, they're at the end of their rope. They, they have made a decision that I can't live with this anymore. Not a, you know, I'd kind of like to switch, kind of like to change, kind of like to see what's out there. No, 
they've got to do it. There's a present pain or a looming pain, something on the horizon that they're preparing for that they say, man, I've got to change. Now, the challenge with this is that they're probably not calling you on the phone or reaching out via email and saying, Phil, I just read your website. I looked at your LinkedIn page and man, do I ever need to change? I can't wait for you to come over and teach me how to change. Probably not going to sound exactly that way. But if you can find a little interest on their part, just a little opening of what's bothering them, what is their current dilemma, what's their circumstance. Now, you may, there's some things that we teach in our program that will help you do that. There's this messaging component. You got to get really good at your messaging. But the bottom line is that you've got to find the circumstance or circumstances that are untenable. That's number one. Number two, they have a vision of how they want life to be that is not the way it is now. Maybe it's a clear-cut vision where they have pictures up. Maybe it's a documented vision. Maybe it's something that's just in their heart, that they know that there's a better way to do things, and they're on a search and a mission for finding that better way. I say the vision and the path are crystal clear. And if you have somebody like that, or you can get them to that point, and by the way, vision is not something a lot of people are good at. So for you as a sales professional, you might need to help them craft that vision, kind of co-create it in a way. You know, based on your experience, what other people's visions are for your product or service or or your value. So you've got to help them. You can't just walk in and say, well, what's your vision for this? And then get frustrated when they can't articulate it elegantly or eloquently to you. You've got to help them. That's what we pay you all this money for, so you can help them not only establish the vision, but establish the path to the vision. Number three, people change when the ethos of the guide is strong. In other words, you are a reliable resource in the market. You have uh, a brand that has good trust and good reputation. So if somebody comes to me and I know them through online or social media or they're just a a stud, stud at, they've written books, and they say, hey, I've noticed you have this problem. I've helped hundreds of other people fix this problem. Would you like to talk to me about it? I would probably say, absolutely, because I know what you've done with your business and your ethos, the guide's ethos, precedes them. Trusted authority is another way to look at that. So if you trust the guide, in other words, if they trust you and you're not there pitching and presenting and selling and convincing and all that garbage, if you are showing up as a trusted resource, a trusted authority, somebody who they've watched and they see because you've written, you've published, you've delivered content that they say, man, uh, Janet can really help me, you will likely to be followed in that case. So the ethos of the guide is really important as people begin to change. And number four, the perceived cost of change has to be less than the cost of the status quo. Now, I know that you're reluctant to get into the economics of the pain and the problem or the economics of the vision. But if you can't find what the cost of doing nothing is, 
and there is a cost to doing nothing. And there's a cost to changing, too, aside from the price you pay. So if you charge $100,000 for your solution, you had better find more than $100,000 worth of problems, uh, vision, ideal outcomes. The economics have to work. The numbers have to work. So you have to admit to the prospect early, look, I don't know if this solution is right for you. I really don't. And until I find out what you're trying to accomplish, what's not working for you now, and what the costs of doing nothing are and the costs of changing are, I'm not going to be able to recommend anything that makes sense. So when you bring that attitude, that unbiased attitude toward the, to the prospect and to the sales process, and you keep in mind these four things, what is their current circumstance and how is it untenable? And by the way, you may find their current circumstance is not untenable, in which case, guess what? They're not a prospect. Number two, the vision and the path are crystal clear to you because it's crystal clear to them. And again, you might have to help them do that. Number three, the ethos of the guide. Are you someone that when you show up, they say, I've watched your videos, I've listened to your podcast, I've watched your articles, I've read your book, I've read your white paper. Or are you yet just another salesperson? If you're just another salesperson, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you're not going to have much ethos. You're not going to have much guidership potential because they don't even know who you are. All they know is that you're following up with them and and you're probably looking to sell them something. And the fourth thing is perceived cost of change. What are the economics of doing nothing versus doing something? Hey, to close out today's episode, I want to read a letter from a listener. Her name is Julie. Thanks for your podcast. I have all my sales team listen each week. Then we review what you talk about in one of our sales meetings. Good show, Julie. We're in the software business, and a few episodes ago, you talked about unique value and how we need to incorporate our personal stories into our pitches. The team and I are confused on exactly how to do that. Can you give us some hints? Okay, Julie, a couple things. Number one, um, I like the way you have your sales team listen, assume you're a sales leader. Talked about unique value. I, I don't know if I like the concept of pitches. And I know that that was probably just a word that you threw in there. And that's kind of a word that we've all become accustomed to using when it comes to how do we pitch our, our services. I would rather you think of pitches as offers, So the offer is, here's what we can offer you, and here's what we offer you will do for you, and here's why you should use us, and here's why you should not use us. And if you're not putting in to your messaging why you shouldn't use us, I think you're missing a big uh, potential because it makes you real. And it's got to be something real. It has to be literally there are people who probably aren't right for you. Then lay out who those people are. And it will save you a lot of time if you're talking to somebody and they say, oh, that's not right for you. Well, I'm not right for you. Okay, good. We can keep moving. Now, the personal story part, how do you incorporate personal stories into our our offers since we've changed that? Um, I don't know if personal stories is where I would begin there. Here's what I find. I find that the personal story approach is very intriguing to people. 
because it allows you to bring your story into the process. And, and that's, that is valuable. There's no question about it. But I would probably work on my corporate messaging first. What is my message of value? I just had a call from a 2X Academy member. 2X Academy is our virtual online training. If you're interested in uh, our monthly live sessions, you can go to 2xacademy.com, get some more information there. But one of, our, uh, one of the things we do is I do flash coaching. And one of the participants emailed me and said, I want to get people on the phone for a demo. Well, a demo is like a pitch. I think you should get them on the phone for a a conversation about their problems and how you can help them remedy those problems. Maybe give them some advice, give them some some instructions, some value, not a one-hour webinar where you're laying 17 points of value, but one or two things. And I think it's the same thing here. I think I would work on my messaging how do I solve problems? What problems do I solve? What does it look like when you work with me? And those are all components of the offer. And maybe once you get that, then we can incorporate personal stories into it. But I wouldn't start there. And again, I don't know, maybe you've already got the uh, offer and the messaging all perfect. But I find that 95% of the clients I work with, when I first start working with them, they have no clue what their message is or what their offer is. And if you get those two things right, then I think you can bring in stories a little bit later, personal stories. So I hope that helps. Thanks, Julie, for your note. Go to BillCaskey.com if you want to learn more about any of our programs or any other content. I really value you as a listener. I'm glad you listen every week or the as many weeks in a row as you can. Uh, we're trying to change up the podcast a little bit, make it a little bit more enriching. So hopefully you've enjoyed that and we'll keep working on it. And thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.